Hey, welcome to episode number 19 of Inbound Agency Journey. This is Andrew, and I've got a great conversation today with Lindsay Framer from Responsive Inbound Marketing. She shares how she grew an agency from nothing to a HubSpot Gold Partner in just 14 months. Now, Lindsay's got a really, really cool story because just 15 months ago, she was working at HubSpot, and she decided to take that entrepreneurial plunge and really go out and build a business and make it happen. She didn't take any venture capital or get anyone back on her. She started this thing out of her savings account. So it's a great inspirational story. I think you're going to take some value and some lessons out of the mindset that Lindsay has as she builds her business. It's an awesome conversation. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. Today, we're excited to bring Lindsay Framer on from Responsive Inbound Marketing. Lindsay, can you open us up with just kind of a background on your story, how you started your agency, and what the, what the last 12 months has looked like for you as an agency owner? Yeah, of course. Um, So, hi, Andrew. Uh, Thank you for having me today. I have been in marketing for probably about uh, 11, 12 years. Um, I've worked at really large companies, like 40,000-person companies, and I've worked at small startups before um, in very different industries. So, you know, it hasn't been like a specific industry my entire career. you know, I fell in love with marketing as soon as I started with it. You know, it's it's a different thing every single day. I'm one of those people that I kind of need, you know, some different things going on to really keep me engaged and, and happy. Um, so I've been in marketing my entire career. And I've actually used HubSpot at a past employee or employer, I'm sorry, um, and really saw my my website really turn about, you know, two, 300%. So I, I guess you could say I drank the Kool-Aid back then. (laughs) Um, so I ended up actually working at HubSpot for a couple months and I, you know, very early on in realized that there was this really big need for, um, people to be able to go into their clients portals and actually do the work for them, which is essentially what a partner does. Um, So I saw that there was this really big need out there for it and ended up leaving HubSpot and legitimately the next day started to get all the paperwork together um, and all of that to start my own agency. And we ended up launching in May of 2014, excuse me, 2014. So we've been in business for a little bit over a year Um, and it's been fantastic. We have just become a gold HubSpot partner a couple a couple months ago, um, and I can honestly say that this was by far the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Um, I've never been so happy with a risk that I have taken, um, which it was a very large risk. You know, I didn't get any funding or have a VC back me. Um, this is something that I did solely on my own out of my own savings account. And I have not been as happy as I have been in the last year. That is so awesome. 
congratulations yeah. on that quick success. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. So what has that, what has that journey been like? Or how are you finding clients uh, at such a fast rate? Is there like a specific industry or vertical that you're in? How has the growth happened? You know, I think I'm I'm going to go against a, a lot of what people think, but no, there's no specific industry that we are targeting right now. You know, we and we do that for a couple of reasons. First, I think we would get really bored. <laughs> um, you know, if I had to research law firms or doctors' offices and only those all day long, you know, I, I think that would get boring. Um, so, you know, once we get bigger. And we have more um, people on our teams. I think we'll have different accounts having those specific industries and only those specific industries. But now that we're just a small team, um, we're really kind of, you know, expanding our industry so that we are in many different ones right now. Um, So, you know, it's been awesome being able to do that. And then as well as I feel like I would be competing with myself. I would be, you know, competing with my clients and I just don't think I would like that either. Yeah. So how is with no specific vertical, have you been doing a lot of like outbound work? Are you practicing inbound for yourself? How are you getting in the room with these businesses? Yeah, of course. So we've definitely been doing a lot of inbound ourselves. Um, we have been, you know, blogging every single day. Um, we've been doing all of the, you know, inbound methodology per se is as I, what I would preach. Um, but I've also been doing, you know, going to networking events, um, doing a lot of networking on LinkedIn, which has been fantastic. Um, for me, I think, you know, owning a business, you really need to get yourself out there. It, you can't solely depend on inbound, at least for the first couple of years. It just it just won't bring in the clientele that you want. Mm-hmm. So I believe that you really need to kind of mesh all of that together. And then once you get the clients that you need, then you can go forward with inbound marketing, solely inbound marketing. That's awesome. So from from a LinkedIn perspective, do you have any any tips or anything that you have found particularly helpful as you go about just trying to build your network uh, on that site? Yeah. So we go into a lot of group discussions and start, you know, actually a discussion on inbound marketing, but also, you know, seeing what people are posting um, for jobs. If you need a content writer or if you need somebody with HubSpot experience, we, we connect with a lot of people that way as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I hope I didn't give away my secret <laughs> now. But, Everyone's you know. going to be stalking those companies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that idea. Just kind of see where people are already expressing a pain and then come in and provide a solution. That's and and that's exactly kind of you know what inbound is as well. You know, they have a problem, they have a challenge, they have a pain, and I want to fix it for them. Um, I'm not going and contacting you know Jane Smith who has no no connection to HubSpot. Or no connection to content writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, offering my service for that. I'm offering it for somebody that needs um, somebody with HubSpot experience or content writing or or just social media, anything that that we can provide for them. That's really cool. I like that strategy. So, can you share with us um, from one of these clients that you've been able to close? What is a success that a success story that you guys have been able to deliver over the past year? Sure. So, we have had a huge variance of sale sales. Um, so we have had a sale close in a day. We've also had a sale close in four months. So, you know, let's take that one and talk about it because 
I think a lot of people might get discouraged um, if a sale is lasting, you know, more than a month. And one thing that I have to really emphasize is if you have this feeling, this great feeling um, about this, this potential client, a good relationship with this potential client, just to keep on working at it. Because, you know, we started this conversation with them in December and we ended up closing them as a sale um, in March. And because they're such a, a huge company, they have to talk to, you know, five executives to have it go to the next five executives. So it, it takes time. Um, and, and one thing that I would say is, you know, don't be discouraged by that because from my my personal opinion, you know, these large companies, um, it, it ends up being a more quote-unquote simple client because they kind of give you rain to do whatever you want as opposed to these smaller clients where they kind of want, you know, a say in every single thing that you do if you if you catch my drift. Um, so it's it's really a big payoff in the end and just to keep on with it because they're going to let you do what you want to do. That's really, really insightful. Um, so that like from that from that position, like I think a lot of people can be intimidated trying to sell a big client early in their agency life cycle. Now, here you are just coming out of HubSpot, starting your own agency from scratch. Did you learn anything about yourself or about um, positioning or anything like that as you were approaching these big companies? How was that process like for you? Yeah, sure. So you have to kind of look at it in a different light um, because of the reason of them going through all of those executives to get that final approval. So you have to be very patient. Um, I am one of those people that have had to work on that. Um, you know, so you have to get that business plan to them. You have to put that PowerPoint together for the execs. It's all a process. Um, and for the smaller companies that I, that I was pitching before, it was that, you know, relatable conversation that I was having with them in the very beginning of, you know, Hey, let's jump on a phone call and have that open discussion. Mm-hmm. There's two complete different, um, sales processes with them. Okay. So you just have to figure out, depending on the type of client that you're working with the prospect, how is the sales process going to be different? How do I handle exactly. these different situations. Exactly. And you need to know that going forward that, okay, if this large company is going to ch- talk to me, that this could take a while. You okay. know, this, this could be a long sales process. And I think if you have that in your mind right in the very beginning, you're, you're better off because you're more patient about it. That's awesome. Okay. So now like on inbound agency journey, one of the things that we like to really dive into is not just the idea of a business, but actually dig into the operational side of it and understand some of the processes that set you apart from another agency. And it's kind of like a success opportunity again, but are there any processes, the way that you run your business that you think sets you apart and are, you know, deliver a lot of value to the client? Of course. Um, I don't know if I would consider this a process, but you know, I've gotten a lot of really great feedback from our clients that we are super responsive, um, that we kind of seem like we are just an additional person on their marketing department. Um, and I, that's exactly how I want it to be. I never want to grow my agency too big that it ends up being 
you know, two days before we get back to them. I wanted them to be able to feel that they can call me whenever they want and they'll actually talk to me um, as opposed to leaving, you know, a voicemail and four days later me getting back to them. Yeah. So it's it's really having that client relationship that I've gotten great feedback on and that I personally like. You know, I want to talk to numerous people every single day and talk to them about their strategies, talk to them about their platform, um, anything like that. Okay. That's really cool. And this is fun talking just before we hit the record button here about that passion that you bring to the table that you, from what I can understand, you have a vision for where you want to see your agency grow. You've experienced a lot of success so far. Um, but it just sounds like that, that focus on the customer and making them feel valued is a core to the vision that you have. And it's always going to be, um, you know, I, I kind of want to be that marketing, I guess you could say boutique agency where there's a group of 15, 20 people and we have that client relationship that, you know, like I was just saying, we have those conversations all of the time. Um, we email them back, you know, ASAP when we have that information. Um, I never want to get to a point where I'm a hundred percent company for me. I just don't see that. And I don't particularly want that lifestyle because this is what my life is going to be going forward. I'm going to be 70 years old and still part of this agency. Um, I really want that so much that I would, you know, stop hiring people for that reason. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it does. And I think that there's, it is wise to, when you're starting a business, it doesn't have to be an inbound agency. It can be any business to walk into it and define the lifestyle you want and if that's to build a 50-person team, great. Go do that. Put the building blocks in place. But if that's to build a 10-person team, keep it lean, or build a remote team so that there's lifestyle flexibility, uh, I love the idea of just defining your vision and making it happen. We live in a time where that's more accessible than ever before. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing that's really important to me is that work-life balance. And I know a lot of people say that, and I, I've heard that my entire life from, you know, my managers and bosses. But I... I truly believe in a work-life balance um, because I think that if all of a sudden your entire life is work, you are just not, you're not a happy person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want that coming into my office. You know, culture is really, really important to me. Like we have summer Fridays. I buy them lunch every Friday. Um, It's really important for somebody to come into work and be happy that they're there because you can absolutely see it through your work. That's awesome. Your client, you're going to deliver a higher level of delight to your clients at the end of the day if you take care Absolutely, of your Absolutely, without a doubt, without a doubt. That's awesome. So shifting gears from the positive to, you can still view a, a struggle as a positive thing, but <laughs> as, as you're growing, I'm sure you hit bumps in the road. Would you mind sharing one or two struggles that you have gone through as you've, as you've been working to build the agency and what you've learned from them? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the biggest struggles we have had, we, since we, we've been an agency for the years, one of our past clients was, I wouldn't even say really picky with their content. It was, I don't, I don't even know what the word I would, I would, they just weren't liking any single thing that we were sending over to them. Um, they were nitpicky. They were just kind of dissecting every single thing and they didn't get the big picture. Um, we would jump on calls with RIMS. We would, 
you know, get other people to write content for them and nothing, nothing was making them happy. So I had decided, you know, this is, it's not worth being this stressed out and making, you know, my, my content writer cry about this. It's just not worth it for me. Um, and my team. So I decided to take that next step and, and kind of sever that relationship. Um, but you know, because this was my first time dealing with that, um, it was high anxiety for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking, what am I going to do? I don't want to lose this client. I, you know, we need this, this monthly retainer. Um, and I had to really sit back and think about what is going to make me happy. You Mm -hmm. know, if we sever these ties and don't have this stress every single day, is that going to make me happier than the money that's coming in? Um, and that's what I had to really think about. And that's what we ended up doing because there's, you can't always make everybody happy is what, is what I've ended up realizing. And not everybody is perfect. You have to give them the very beginning when you are creating that relationship with that client, these options to say, you know, we have our content writer in house and I'm more than happy to go with a freelancer if you want, um, to make it available to them in the beginning because if you get to the point where they're very unhappy with everything you're writing for them, you gave them those options in the beginning yeah. and then that ends up kind of being on their shoulders. Yeah. I think it goes back a little bit, at least in my experience, to a point that you made earlier about how when you work with a bigger client, you often get more leash to yes. apply your creative license than you do with those smaller ones. Is that Was that showcased in this relationship as well? No. This was a small client, um, and they they essentially wanted their say in every single thing that we were doing. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't experts in this area. They didn't really know much about inbound marketing, but they felt that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I tried to make them realize, you know, this is what we do for a living. This is what I've been doing for eleven, twelve years is marketing. You guys do something completely different. Just let me do my thing, you know, because a sentence worded a specific way isn't going to matter when it comes to SEO and organic traffic. You know, we had to make them try to realize the bigger picture and they just, they weren't getting it. And, you know, I actually posted something in, um, I think it was the HubSpot agency um, LinkedIn group and somebody commented saying that they think that this was like the most comments they've ever seen in a post on this agency page because so many people have this content problem, you know, and this problem with other clients or their clients with trying to make them happy. And when you realize you you need to sever that tie. Yeah, that's smart. Sometimes you got to pull the trigger. Um, I think it was uh, John McTighe when he was on the podcast here was talking about how to train a client to follow your process. And I thought that was a really, really smart uh, piece of advice because at the end of the day, they're hiring you because you have an expertise that you bring to the table. You, like you said, have been doing this for 12 years. uh, So you know what you're doing. Um, And to train them to follow your process, I think is really, really wise. And kudos to you for when they were abusing your staff to to cut the tie. It's hard to say goodbye to revenue like that. Oh, yeah. When she started yelling at me, I said, okay, I'm done. No one will speak to me this way. I, I'm not going to, to lower myself to this. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that struggle. I know it's something that um, a lot of people who are listening right now have gone through. Um, and I think it's just like you said, all the comments on that post indicate that this is something that people are struggling with. So thanks for yeah, sharing Yeah. And, and, and one thing that I have to say about it is I can't even tell you like how much happier we have been <laughs> since we, we, lo- we left that client. I mean, no money is going to make a less stressful day. Um, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's just not going to match up. That's awesome. So true. Cool. So shifting gears again, um, are there, as you're running your agency and as you're growing, are there any tools that you like to use um, every day that might be lesser known to the agency community that other folks might find valuable? I don't know if they would be lesser known, but I think they're super important to organizational skills. Um, You know, we, we are obsessed with Trello here. We use it constantly like my inbox is all these updates from Trello um and then we also use Google Docs you know it's it's easy to use internally because everybody you know within our agency has the ability to get to it um so it's really great to have that organization like so that you're posting blogs um you're posting excel sheets things like that internally and it makes it so much easier that's awesome yeah, we sh- we recently shifted Guava Box from Dropbox to Drive. Yeah, uh, maybe like three months ago, and it was that internal collaboration that really drove that. It was a lot easier to have a bunch of people hop on a single document and share thoughts that way. Yeah, and and you know, I, I maybe sound a little cheap, but I feel like these these free applications are some of the best applications. Um, you know, these are all people that are using these every single day, and you don't have to pay anything for them. Yeah, that's awesome. So last question, we want to get inside your mind as an agency owner. Um, and so would you mind sharing with us what a typical morning looks like? How do you get yourself ready for the day to uh, just deliver delight to, the, to your clients the way you have been over the past 14 months? Can you explain to me what a typical morning is? <laughs> <laughs> because I have no idea. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. So I wake up. Um, and every single morning I check my email right away. And the reason why I do that is because I want to prepare myself of what I'm walking into the office in. Okay. Um, what I'm walking into the office to, I'm sorry. So, you know, it's, it's kind of preparing my brain and, and trying to think about things, um, so that I don't react in a, a negative way or so that I can kind of dissolve everything and, and really think about it. Um, get into the office usually like around 8.30, I end up actually walking to my office. I live seven minutes away, which is fantastic. So um, I end up walking with my dog into my office and then just start really looking at entrepreneur.com, Fast Company. Um, have you ever heard of the skim? Yeah. Yeah, I get that every morning. So I, I really tried to update myself on everything that's going on, um, not only in the world, but you know, in the entrepreneur world and the, the company world, startups things like that. It's really important to really have some sort of insight into what's going on outside of my office doors. And then I just start really working towards my emails and and answering any um, questions that came in overnight, anything that I needed to, you know, take a look at, um, anything like that. And I start doing count work. My calendars are usually incredibly filled with phone calls. Um, So the morning probably 8.30 to 9.30 is really 
where I spend a majority of time is in email. Okay. And do you have a moment um, where you bring your team together every day or every week to get everyone on the same page? How do you keep your team united? Yeah, every Friday morning we have a meeting actually um, where we kind of we set apart aside an hour and a half because we were doing an hour and it just wasn't working anymore. Um, and we talk about everything that's going on, any ideas that we have. We're doing a huge website redesign, so that's kind of taken up a lot of our time. Um, so it's you know different things like that. One thing that I have to say is I go in with an agenda, um, but I don't always like to stick to it because I feel that ideas flow just naturally and I don't want to stop talking about something because we have an agenda. Yeah. Um, so that's why we ended up taking that hour and a half instead of that hour. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I am, I'm thinking about an agency who might find themselves in a similar place as you where They've recently started, they're getting up and running, and they're kind of looking for that bit of inspiration, that bit of advice to kick things to the next level. If they're, if you were to give someone sort of like one piece of advice or one point of insight that has helped you get to where you are right now, um, what would that be? You just have to have fun doing it because if you dread doing what you're doing, it's going to be awful. It really, really is. I come into work every day really excited about what I'm doing. You know, I've heard from a lot of people that they haven't met a lot of female CEOs of agencies and that makes me proud. Um, I'm, I'm really happy of where I am right now. And I think that everybody that takes this leap and starts their own company needs to be really proud of themselves. Um, because it's a really, really big risk. And if you don't take risks, where would you be? Who knows? Um, so anybody that's starting an agency, you just need to come in to work with a smile every day because your attitude is going to change everyone else's attitude that you work with. I love that. Passion is contagious. That yes, is, absolutely. So yep. I love it. So, Lindsay, thank you so, so much for coming on, sharing your story. If anyone's listening would like to get in touch with you, what are one or two ways that are the best for them to reach out to you? Yeah, of course. So you can email me at lframer, so it's L-F-R-A-M-E-R at responsiveinboundmarketing.com or you can call me, 781-242-9323. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and best of luck as you continue to grow. Thank you so much. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back. This is Gray McKenzie joining Andrew, who just finished up his interview with Lindsay Framer. Andrew, hit me with uh, with maybe your one or two big takeaways from that convo. Um, big one is just like it's a great entrepreneurial story. Uh, Lindsay had a vision for what she wanted to do. And after a time at HubSpot um, working on the software side, she decided to step out, take a risk. Um, and just like you and I did when we were back in college, start her own agency from scratch. No funding, no backing, nothing like that. Um, and that takes courage these days. 
Um, you don't have a book of clients to go to. You don't have time to just try inbound on yourself. You've got to go out there and really make it work. Um, so I give her kudos for the courage to go out and try building out her own agency by herself. That was one big takeaway. Um, and another one was uh, not too long into the sort of the life cycle of being an agency owner, she got built up the courage to fire a client who wasn't treating her team well. And that's a, that's a really, really good move for you to make as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of those. And, um, once again, this, this is, uh, something that we've heard before, but just, uh, folks talking about the importance of the internal culture and what are kind of the precedents that you're going to set for your team and how you were treated and your team is treated by your clients. Um, so admire the guts there. Obviously want to congratulate Lindsay on achieving gold, um, in the HubSpot partner status. And one of the things that stuck out to me, and this is, um, towards the end of the, towards the very end of your conversation, Andrew, but just talking about how your attitude impacts the attitude of everyone else around you on your team. And I think that the passion and enthusiasm, um, and zest for life, that stuff really is contagious. And I feel like that kind of marginalizes it to just say that stuff. Um, but it is really the intangibles, um, that have a huge impact on what it's like, what the experience is like to work as a team and what the experience is like to be a client of your agency. So that also stuck out to me. Um, and just applaud Lindsay for recognizing that. And, uh, and I'm sure constantly working on, uh, improving that experience over the journey of her agency. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm a big Ravens fan and, both Coach Harbaugh's have a saying that they bring to their teams a lot, and it's he um, just says like to his team, "Who's got it better than us?" And then everyone replies, "Nobody." And I think that's a good mantra just to carry in your own mind, also carry it to your team. Like have that posture of of joy and gratitude and passion, and that is um, that's contagious. It's going to spread to your team if you're the leader there, um, and it's also going to spread out to your clients as well. You're going to be able to deliver delight to those folks um, with that positive attitude. Um, that was a really, really good point. What did you think of her of her strategy of networking and using LinkedIn as a means of uh, getting prospects to grow her agency? Yeah, I think that LinkedIn is something that you just hear over and over uh, from people, but also don't see that many people using it well. I know that I personally don't use LinkedIn um, probably as much as, as it might be beneficial. Um, I spend time on there. I'm not even on there every single day. Um, so probably like three, three or four times a week I'll be on there. But, um, Rick Robert is big on LinkedIn right now. There's a number of people who are. So, uh, what she said all made sense to me and I would like to get in and just put a little bit more effort into that network. I think that uh, one of the things, Andrew, that you and I have talked about is just the default action tends to be just whatever's comfortable and whatever we're used to. And I'm more comfortable hanging out on Twitter um, or heading over to inbound.org. I don't really like LinkedIn as much, but when it comes to running your business or doing anything in life and doing it well, uh, I think it's also true that usually the hard thing uh, or rather true that the easy thing is rarely the the right thing to do or the best thing to do. Um, so just, just, uh, something that challenged me to think about getting out of my comfort zone and going to places that hopefully you always want to pick the, the one activity that'll have the highest impact on your business. 
and uh, and so that seems like a place that is worth spending some more time from uh, from my side personally. So it sounds like something that's working well for her. And that's the other thing is you got to figure out what works well for your agency um, and your situation, your buyer context, your buyer persona um, as well. Awesome. Love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of Inbound Agency Journey. Gray and I really appreciate you cutting that time out of your day, and we hope that this was valuable information for you. If you have any feedback at all, Gray and I would both love to hear it. He's on Twitter at, ask, at S. Gray McKenzie. I'm at Andrew J. Dembski. You can hit us both there or just email us, Andrew at doingbound.com or Gray at doingbound.com. We'd love your thoughts, your feedback, anything that you think would, uh, would help improve this. We'd really, really like to hear that from you. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.